May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. I'm so glad to see you. What are you doing here? It's, Easter was last week. Gosh. I think I know, though, uh, there's a certain kind of faith that gets into us, and it makes being together as a family of faith a kind of habit. We don't have to wait around for Easter Day. Uh, we somehow recognize in ourselves that every Sunday is the Lord's Day. Every Sunday is a festival of resurrection. Moreover, as we go along, we'll begin to remember more clearly for ourselves every moment of every hour of every day is really about the resurrection life. We are people of the resurrection. Even though we are part of that group that is those who have not seen and yet believe. That group. Only those first followers that were there. Uh, the 11, the other disciples, the women, the 500 or so that Jesus appeared to at a single time. Those are the ones who saw and believed in the risen Christ. But that generation of people began to understand that the very next generation would be those who come to believe though they have not seen in the same way. You see, there are two kinds of seeing. There is the literal seeing and the spiritual seeing. The literal seeing is physical. It's direct. It means that light from around is shining on the thing which you are seeing and reflecting and bouncing off the retina of your physical eyes and you see. This is a wonderful gift for us, this sense of sight, like the other senses. Beautiful gift for perceiving the realities of the physical world. But there is also a spiritual kind of seeing. It is seeing the results of God at work. In the same way that you know that there's wind, if you take a peek outside and you see the smaller branches moving, you're not seeing the wind, but you're certainly seeing the results of the wind. And there's that kind of powerful seeing that happens as well. We understand that there is a kind of believing that comes from seeing, but there's also a kind of seeing that comes from believing. And that's the kind that you have. That's why you're here. It's not only because church is a habit. It's not only because you love your community of faith. It's because in the community of faith, you've come to understand that God is at work in your life. The risen Christ is real, is here, now, and is with you at every moment 
And because of that, every moment of your life is a kind of experience of resurrection. In the scriptures, we see different kinds of resurrection as well. That's one of the things that we see as the result of Christ having been raised from the dead. In our scriptures today, we hear about what it was that God did for Jesus. He raised Jesus up from the dead. He moved Jesus from being that one that they laid in the tomb to being that one that came to the disciples in the upper room. We see the effect of resurrection on Peter as well. We get a little snippet of Peter's sermon. This is an open talk that he gives where he attests to the power of God in the raising of Jesus. This is the very one who is paralyzed by fear, who would not even admit to knowing Jesus when he was questioned by the bystanders. Now the paralysis of fear is gone. He is standing in the open. He is challenging people that have handed over Jesus to be crucified that they can now understand that God raised that same Jesus up from the dead. He's not afraid of what will happen to him now. In fact, the part of this story that we don't see is when they come to Peter and they say, very well, very well, but we insist that you never talk about this Jesus again and never talk about this resurrection again. It doesn't faze Peter. What has happened to Peter? He's gone from this cowering one trying to save his own life to this powerful witness to the resurrection that isn't going to fear anything that happens to him. He only wants to give the news. We've actually indirectly seen in this epistle of Peter what God is doing to the early church. They are a people who has already experienced persecution. And what this apostolic leader is telling them is that even though they are in suffering, that suffering will be for them a kind of testing like the way that metal is, is tested and refined by fire. Now listen to what it says. See if it doesn't fit this theme for the day and this story about Thomas, etc. In the epistle to Peter, we heard, uh, from Peter, we heard, although you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and rejoice with an indescribable and glorious joy, for you are receiving the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. You don't see him, but you love him. And this seeing, this special kind of seeing and loving him 
is bringing about joy, a glorious kind of joy. These are the kinds of things that happen to you all. These are the ways that we see in each other how it is that the resurrection life is still happening. When we hear of another's faith or another's healing, we know that the risen Christ is at work. I've had the opportunity recently to, to read somebody's testimony and another opportunity to hear somebody's testimony and what they, what they, under, what, what they understand and tell is that God take them, took them from one place and brought them to another, just like Peter was brought to a new place, just like this early community of Christ was brought to a different place concerning their persecution. So these two people living in the here and now have experienced that God was moving them from a place of, of, uh, of uh, despair to a place of, of strength and joy, even with their predicaments. It's an, an amazing thing. So let's rejoice today in this kind of seeing, in this kind of believing. We may not be seeing like Mary Magdalene had when she came back to the apostles and said, I have seen the Lord. Or like the disciples in that room who later told Thomas when he came back, we have seen the Lord. We feel like we know this new way of seeing. Jesus even spoke of it with Thomas. Because Thomas was the one who was so stubborn that he said, unless I see the mark in his hands, the wound in his side, and actually touch him, I will not believe. When Jesus comes, he says, see. Put your hand here. Put your finger here and see. How did Jesus know what he needed unless he was there throughout that time? The risen Christ is always with them. Sometimes he is physically with them, but he is always spiritually with them to know what they're going through. Yes, the first apostles and other disciples said, we have seen the Lord. Jesus says, see? Thomas finally says, my Lord and my God. That's where we are. I know why you're here. It's not just habit. You must have seen the Lord. You must have been raised by the Lord in some ways. You must have, God must have breathed into you the Spirit as well. He must have given you the capacity to forgive and be forgiven. He must have shown you in some way His pierced hands, feet, and side 
in the wounds of this world, in this community. Now I know what you're doing here, and I'm glad to see you. In seeing you, what I'm seeing is the risen Christ embodied in the community of belief. Amen.